0: Welcome, everyone. This is More Than Numbers. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. Let me lock it in. Let me lock it in. I need to make a blooper reel. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, for real. All right. Um, All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is More Than Numbers, Enneagram for Entrepreneurs. I'm your co-host, Lamar Bratton, along with the coach, the Enneagram coach for professionals, Keanu Trujillo. Keanu, what's up, my man? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome back. Man, we're really excited for this uh, podcast today. We know it's gonna bless your life. But before we get into it, I think we got the special announcement for the people. Don't we, Keanu? We are going to be featured on the Expert Ownership Live
1: event. Some Ooh. of you know that we were on the Expert Ownership podcast. It was a great honor, uh, but we're having an event October 21st and 22nd, Expert Ownership Live. Speakers like John Maxwell, uh, the mm. Duck Commander. Y'all know from the Duck Dynasty, Phil Robertson. The mm. OtterBox family, the family that founded OtterBox. And uh, many, many more um, on on those two days. So join us for that. You can find the tickets at expertownershiplive.com. $97 for two days to transform your business. So see us there. I, of course, will be speaking on how to leverage the Enneagram to grow personally and to grow your business.
0: $97 to listen to all those heavy hitters live. And you included, Keanu? Man, man. I love it. I love it. We're gonna get all the specialists for the people that have never heard of expert ownership. Could you shed some light on like what that is, where that com- what they what they do?
1: Yeah, expert ownership is a course from uh, the Benham brothers, David and Jason Benham, twin brothers here in Charlotte. Uh, real estate uh, entrepreneurs own multiple businesses, wrote multiple books, um, some best-selling oh. authors. They uh, once had a show on HGTV as well. Uh, in, in flipping and in remodeling homes, and uh, right. they're just really successful, good, God-fearing men, and they want to bring uh, really some development to others because they have gone through uh, the recession and different downturns in their business. So now yeah. with everything that we're going through right now, they want to bring development to the people. So it's really been an it. honor working with them, knowing them, and you know all of you out there, take advantage of this opportunity to really uh, develop yourself and and 2020 strong.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Well, you guys are not going to want to miss that. Say the date one more time, just in case we forgot it. October 21st and 22nd. Make sure you guys attend that. It's going to be an amazing, an amazing time. Such a blessing for your business. Uh, You don't want to miss all of those heavy hitters. I'm going to find a way to be there as long as it fits my schedule.
1: Thankfully, you all don't have to wait until October 21st and 22nd to get the okay. opportunity okay. to develop your business. Okay. We're going Why to jump into it right now. <laughs> Let's go. You don't Let's have to go. wait. You know, this podcast exists for you, entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals, leaders. So we're going to jump into it. We have an awesome topic today. And I think we keep qualifying our podcast by saying we have an awesome
0: topic. So maybe we'll just stop saying that. And we'll to- <laughs> we just got a topic. A great we topic. think they're all awesome. But, that, I mean, if it wasn't awesome, we wouldn't be talking about it, right? So Yeah, side note, you have to
1: believe in your product. If you don't believe in your product, who else would? You better
0: preach. You better preach. <laughs>
1: Uh, we're going to be talking about the desires of all nine types and how it relates to your business. So we know on the surface, why we want to be successful, why we want to create a legacy, why we want to do what we want to do in our business. Right. But underneath that specifically for each person and according to each Enneagram type, there's a core desire that you're seeking to achieve underneath all of that. So we're going to go through all nine types. We're going to work in reverse type nine through type one, um, one, because, well, really, honestly, the only reason I have is to mix it up on you guys. Cause that's how I am. And I'll also, you know, make Lamar go last for once.
0: Hold on. First of all, that's don't let him put all that other fake stuff before <laughs> it. it literally has everything to do with making me go last because we're always going to Keanu last. So don't let him trick you and fool you. The Your last name is Bratton
1: too. So, you know, in school and everything you're used to going towards the front. It's time to... <laughs> It's time for a reality
0: check. (laughs) I'm just a first place finisher. I'm a competitor. I'm always, you know, number one. I mean, I think it's a specific reason why type ones are ones. Like we just have to be number one. Number one. Anyhow, anyhow, let's get into this. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. The humble will be exalted. So I'm not tripping. Type nine. Let's start there, Keanu. You go into the type nine. What's their core desire?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The type nine is the peacemaker and their core desire. The core desire just to let everybody know that doesn't understand yet. The core desire is what we seek to um, achieve in every interaction, whether you're having a conversation with your boss, with your team, with your wife, or you're holding a door for someone at the gas station. You're always seeking to have this core desire met. All right. So the core desire for the type nine is having inner stability and peace of mind. That is the desire for the type nine, that's what they're seeking to achieve in every interaction. Now, what does that mean? How does that impact their business? Uh, The type nine and, and that core desire, having inner stability and peace of mind. When you understand that type nine, and this goes for all types, when you understand that that's what you're looking for truly underneath, then you can be more vocal with what you're looking for. Yeah. When, you are, when you know now that that's what you're desiring underneath everything, it's how you're wired, it's in your personality, it's who you are, then you can yeah. be vocal with that. Even when you're meeting with people, even when you're leading your team or uh, you're building your business saying, hey, you know, peace of mind is something that really means a lot to me, right? Yeah. Um, so there's certain things that I'm going to do to bring myself inner stability. stability and i'm going to do that for you as well you can be vocal with it you don't have to hide it you can lead with that uh, because that in and of itself is going to give you more peace of mind
0: when you're dealing with people yeah no i love it and and who doesn't need more of that peace in today especially in today's world with anxiety just at an all-time high uh, with a pandemic going on uh, with the protests with the election so many different things coming our way that who wouldn't want to desire that peace. So right. I think what I what I get from what you're saying that, Keanu, is don't be afraid to just bring out to the open who you are and what you desire. And I really, really like that. Helps us Absolutely. be ourselves.
1: Well, that's in the type nine, what they'll do, they'll have a tendency of to find that inner stability and peace of mind because the way that they're wired, they move away from conflict or they move away mm. from anger or uncomfortable situations, and mm. typically it's that. It's in those situations and addressing those situations where they're going to find where that inner stability and peace of mind actually is. So it's going to be natural for you, type nine, to move away from the conflict or from the tension, but it's in that tension that you're going to be able to bring yourself lasting peace of mind. I tell all of my clients every time we never get over anything, we just suppress it for a time. So you don't really get over anything. You don't really ever... uh, forget something until you address it and then you're yeah. able to have the peace of mind to move forward. So that's that's all on the type nine.
0: Yep. The piece that you're looking for is right in the middle and after the conflict. I like that. All right. So I'm going to move on to type eight. Type eight's core desire, and this is great because I get to talk about you, is protecting yourself and those in your inner circle. So when I think about this, and you're probably going to have to help me through this, Keanu, but when I think about having that protection of yourself and your inner circle, I immediately think of a shield. And the thing about the shield is you might be thinking that I'm keeping myself from harm, but really you're keeping everyone else at so much of a distance that they have no connection with you. And if someone doesn't have a connection with you, how can they even help you through and be that and become a part of that family, that protection that you're, that you're looking for and, and wanting to, to bring to them as well? So when you put this shield up in front of yourself, you're keeping yourself from the potential of what you're so good at, which is shielding others. So, good. Right? so when I think about how that applies in your business, right? You might be secretive with your employees about some of the strategies that you implement. You might be secretive with some of your clients about uh, a thought process or whatever, whatever that might be, but you have to let that guard down and let them know at the end of the day, I do worry about being betray- about being betrayed. I do worry that you can right. take my knowledge right. and go multiply it somewhere else. But when you, once again, I think what we're all going to notice as we go through all of these numbers that at the end of the day, what we continually try to prevent is what's going to actually happen anyway. Right, exactly. But when we yeah. just let that out, then that's when we're going to really find that, that inner peace and in what we're looking for.
1: You hit the nail on the head. I, I wouldn't really add anything you know else to that. How it relates to business, uh, maybe. No, that was really great. You've been spending too much time with me, but uh, you know <laughs> it's all right. Uh, but the uh, the as that relates to your business type eight, as Lamar had said, I want to emphasize a point. Uh, I have a friend who was one of my very first clients. He's a type eight. He owns a gym. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out La Le- Ray Athletic Club and John Logan. He had given me some advice early on when I was starting my business, and he had mentioned that early on, he held everything very, very close to his chest, and it in some ways had limited his opportunity. Now, he's very successful. Wow. Um, he's yeah. always he's a grinder, so he's always found ways to be successful, uh, but yeah. he had shared that advice with me early on where he thought that if people knew how he operated, if people knew yeah. how he ran his gym, they would just go do it then you know in a way there's that betrayal right they would uh, have no use for him which again yep. the eight they want to be strong they want to have power they want to be needed in a way right mm-hmm. uh, he thought that well they would just kind of turn on him and he had realized later on that that, that wasn't the way to operate and now he's a very open-handed leader uh, a very open-handed person and, and more and more self aware and understanding that so absolutely eights, the way to protect yourself and those in your inner circle is absolutely through vulnerability uh, understand type eights vulnerability isn't the way to
0: victory. Vulnerability is victory. Amen, brother. I love that. And when I think about if, if from the outside looking in, if I see that my owner, right, that my boss is really shielded and really guarded, all that makes me want to do is try to break through that or completely ignore it or not make that connection, which will make you feel betrayed and unsecure right. because right. everyone is just as skeptical about you as you are about them. And you're just creating an environment of betrayal. So trust me, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So Keanu, type seven. So type
1: seven, the enthusiast or uh, the entertainer, their core desire being happy, fully satisfied and content. They mm-hmm. want to be fully satisfied. Again, we've talked about the seven in their uh, infamous FOMO, but yep. their desire is being fully satisfied. The, the great thing is that this makes a type seven, a great business owner, an amazing entrepreneur, because they're constantly Seriously. seeking to grow, gain opportunity, new opportunity, new clients, new ventures, all of those mm-hmm. things. That's, mm-hmm. that's great. The thing that the type seven has to know with that is understanding that fulfillment is where you are, And if you think that the next thing is going to bring you fulfillment, well, what separates the next thing from this thing? If this thing can't bring you the fulfillment that you're looking for, then why would the next thing? And, of course, all of these things, all of these desires, they point back to our relationship with why we need Christ because ultimately he solves for all of these all at once. Um, But when you're trying to continuously fill yourself, type sevens, you'll find yourself in that place of thinking, well, if I just get to the next thing and you can only do that so much before all of
0: a sudden you feel very empty and very drained. So when you think about that, it makes me think about people like Kate Spade, right? Who lived this phenomenal lifestyle, had this amazing brand and then committed suicide. It makes me think of who's that guy that had the, the food show that also committed suicide. Like literally his job was to go around tasting the most exotic foods in the world. Like that's a great experience. And then I also think about King Solomon, right? I, Robin I think Williams, these, Robin Williams, right? These might be type seven types of people because you notice that they, their products and their, what they do brought lots of energy, but because they pursued the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and the next thing, they realized like it wasn't, it wasn't enough. There was always, and then once they experienced all they thought that they could, it's like, what else is left? Is that, is that what, what that all the dangers of that alluding to?
1: Yeah, 100%. That's the thing that they need to know is that if they can't bring fulfillment into the thing that they're at now, then why would they expect it in the next thing? Um, yeah. I tell type sevens, it's not your job or it's not your business or it's not your team or your spouse that's supposed to bring you contentment. Only you and your relationship with God can do that. It's not its responsibility um, because then the type seven can become a flight risk and really just you know move away from things rather rapidly. You mentioned yep. Solomon and I think that's a, the, the, the best uh, example, but also we're able to read uh, through Solomon's experience in Proverbs yep. and you know where he says that I had it all and it was you know it was it was worthless right yep. Um, and so really just understanding that but again it is a natural strength for the type seven it just it must be bridled and uh, leveraged yep.
0: as a strength the joy in the moment not so much the joy in the next thing
1: right right oh. godliness with contentment is great gain amen now moving on to your favorite type shout out yes to her wifey
0: type six yes sir shout out to adrian bratton my wife she is a type six um and also my associate is a type six and then my new associate is i have a feeling she's a type six as well wow that's um, new
1: that's news to me
0: yeah we'll see i have a feeling but we'll see when you uh when you get to connect with her but okay. a type six is core desire is having security guidance and support So I always like to think about when I desire this and it's something that's stuck in my brain, what are some of the things that I overcompensate to pursue that? So when you desire security, a lot of that means when you are locked in on it so hard that you try to lock down your world, meaning trying to control your environment, trying to control the outcomes, trying to control things that you just really can't control in the first place. Mm-hmm. Good. And on top of that, it's guidance and support. So what does that mean? Second guess yourself, doubt yourself, you feel like you don't have enough in you to make a really good decision. And so the struggles with that is when I'm trying to control it. And on top of that, I don't even feel like I can control it myself, which leads to the anxiety, which leads to the anxious thoughts, because I want to control it. I don't even know how to control it and no one else in my world knows how to control it. So now I'm just going to freak out. Right, right. And the way that I would turn that into a strength is by once again, knowing that this is what I want for our business. This is what I want for you as the client is to create guidance and support so I can do what's best for you and create that security of securing the good home, securing your financial future, Securing your yeah. uh, your loan, whatever that
1: might be how could how could a type six find security and guidance and support within their business? How can they achieve that underneath everything else?
0: I think it's critical for a type six to surround themselves with people that are going to upbring them and uplift them, not other people that are also going to add on to these anxious thoughts. So I That's think great. when you are in business as a type six. I think it's dangerous for a type six to start a business alone. And I think it's actually dangerous for a lot of people to just be alone in general, but especially for a type six, because they deal with anxiety. Anxiety is something that is basically impossible to deal deal with on your own. So you need someone that's not going to continually add on to your anxious thoughts, but you need someone like a type one that, that typically has solutions, a type eight that just says, hey, let's go do it. It'll be all right a type seven that's gonna help you think about the positivity in the world. So that's when I think about type six, if you're in business and you're feeling that anxiety, you need to add people into your circle that kind of see things on the bright side.
1: That's a good point. And and of course, because I'm I'm imagining type six is listening right now where they're like, hey, when I'm anxious, the last thing I want to hear is the bright side.
0: This (laughs) is
1: where you get to do some personal work type six, where you get to say, I know and I'm understanding all of these fears and what's going on and what I'm looking for. Now I need to bring somebody in. Let them know these are all of the things that I'm feeling. And yet I'm asking for your guidance so we can find some balance. Because the last thing that anyone wants yeah. to do is have someone come in and directly challenge uh, the way they feel or the way they think or invalidate that. So absolutely, Lamar, uh, right. the only thing that I would add then is, is uh, I mean, because you know, as a one, and again, being surrounded by oh, all these yeah. sixes, is, is there has to be a mutual understanding. And then the type six exactly. will understand, hey, you're here to be with me, as we mentioned in the last episode.
0: You say mutual understanding. I think it's like for every single type. What we keep hitting on with these core desires is when we keep these core desires inside and at home and at bay, no one else really understands why we're doing what we're doing. But when we start to share that and remind people what our core desires are, then they'll start to understand us better. They don't all need to know the specific Enneagram system, but once they can understand what you're looking for and you don't just hide that inside, then you're going to get exactly what you're looking for.
1: That's great. You, sir, are going to become the Enneagram coach for professionals. That was, that was excellent. Yeah, everybody take a note on that. Hit the back 15 second button.
0: Listen to that. Right? That was, that was gold. Uh, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get like you, Keanu. So I think we're on a type five. Moving on on to the type five. So the type five is the investigator
1: or the thinker. Their core desire is being capable and competent. So Mm -hmm. strengths of that is the type five is going to be well-researched. Type five is going Mm to, uh, as we mentioned before, they are going to ensure that they are fully capable and competent to do things. The downside of that is that if you're looking for that in your business, Uh, it's very rare that you're fully competent on all of the possible scenarios and everything that can be going on. So it's Mm -hmm. allowing yourself enough to know that I don't always have to have a 100% solution, but if I have an 80, 70% solution, we can figure out the rest as we go right. um, because the type five is going to look for that ability to be capable and competent. But when they have it, we know they take on those healthy characteristics of the eight and they just start you know, kicking down doors. So when they give themselves, right. uh, what I would say type fives in your business is give yourself that uh, percentage or that goal that says, if I know this much, or if I have this much information, then I'm taking action, right? Instead Mm -hmm. of getting caught in the thought that I just don't know enough. Now, again, this is a blessing because they seek all this information, Mm -hmm. but uh, giving themselves that, that goal to hit is going to really do a lot for
0: a five in their business. Yeah. I think if you're running a business as a five, you should already just assume that you know more than a typical person does. Because (laughs) don't tell them that they already think that. (laughs) (laughs) But the good thing about it, though, when I the reason why I say that is because when you're heading into uh, a recommendations meeting or a close or whatever that might be, or or you're making that deal, you have enough information, you've already done it. It's naturally inside of you that you've already figured out enough of it. And you probably know more than they than they do. Right. Uh, On the other hand, you have to realize that you're missing out on a lot of opportunities by taking the time to get to that 100% of knowledge, which it's never going to happen, right? It's never going to happen. And think about the times in your past that you've missed out on a great opportunity because you wanted more information before you did it.
1: Exactly, so just to recap, being capable and competent, that's what you're looking for, type fives. Now that you know it, you can go
0: forth and conquer
1: moving on to every time we get to a type type
0: five i feel like you every time we get to a type five i feel like you're speaking to a specific person (laughs) well i I
1: have a lot of type fives in my life and honestly there's some of my my favorite people um yeah buddy of mine who's a a worship leader and he does real estate investing uh jason benham is a type five Um, another great friend of mine she does uh, wholesale and real estate some of the best entrepreneurs and business owners that i know are fives
0: so i get a lot of energy talking about them for sure yeah Definitely type four, type four. I love doing these because this is actually my unhealthy version of myself Uh, is an unhealthy type four. So the type Four's core desire is being unique, special, and authentic, being unique, special, and authentic. So once again, when I think about if I'm going to pursue uniqueness, being special, being authentic, if I'm pursuing that without letting other people know that's a core desire of mine. I may come off as arrogant. Mm. I know you want to do it that way, but my way is a little bit more unique, a little bit more different. I don't want to be That's just good. like the crowd. It's the person that does something different from everyone else and everyone's looking at them like, "Why why does the why does it always have to be about about you?" Right? Why does it have to be about how you want to look or how you, why can't you just go with the flow and be a part of it all? Right? And I think that that's going to be really challenging if you keep that inside and don't let people into that box.
1: What are some practical things that a four can do to achieve that within their business? Some things that they can keep in mind, just maybe
0: on a day to day. Is there anything that comes to mind for you? To me, I think about having some time to just spend thinking on how you want to apply your uniqueness. And how is that helpful to the people around you and to yourself? And also, don't burden yourself with the pressure of like everything that I have to do has to be different. Because at the end of the day, there's so many people in the world that you're going to have things in common. Right, and that's right. okay. Well,
1: you know, you you saying that made me think about something. Sometimes normal is different. Yeah, and I don't want to say normal, but I want to say consistent. Right. Right. Um, Sometimes that is different. I think especially in today's world where everyone's Mm. seeking to stand out, sometimes the person that uh, just remains consistent is the one that stands out. So I think about those things, every type four, uh, you're going to perceive this differently. uh, But figuring out, you know, what that looks like as far as actually being different that serves you in the best way as Lamar said you you said that and it made me think of this Lamar that if you're constantly exhausting yourself and again this goes for every type if you're Mm -hmm. constantly exhausting yourself in figuring out well how do I type one make it perfect how do I Mm -hmm. so on and so forth uh, then you're really not giving your best energy to the things that actually deserve all of that energy so Uh, you know, knowing type fours that it's already in your nature, that you're going to be set apart, that you already are a unique thinker, that's how you were wired, then Mm -hmm. at least you can start from that baseline of knowing, hey, I'm, I'm already capable. I'm already unique. I'm already set apart. Now let's go and get it.
0: Yeah, I love it. All right. Hit us with the type three, Keanu. Type three, the achiever, their core desire, having high
1: status and respect, being admired, successful and valuable. So with all of that, uh, that's a more of an external desire type threes. Mm -hmm. Now type threes, again, natural leaders, natural business owners, natural entrepreneurs, naturally successful. It's just how they're wired Um, Mm -hmm. in that core desire of seeking to be admired. Sometimes we have to figure out for what do I want to be admired, right? Yeah. There's a lot of great opportunities. There's a lot of things that I can do that would, that would bring admiration, but which which ranks highest. So for a type three, uh, one of our best friends who's going to be on the podcast very soon. Yes, sir. To record a couple of episodes. So be on the hey, lookout. Wait.
0: Uh, he wait.
1: he's going to share on this even more so from his perspective but a uh, real estate professional he's very heavily involved in ministry he's always giving back leading multiple small groups and mm-hmm. pouring into people and on top of that going to school i mean this guy has and working out and coaching crossfit i mean I, i'm not kidding guys it Can go on and on seriously
0: uh, seriously
1: but a good thing for a type three is is really being able to rank which of these is most important I'm going Mm. to be successful. I'm, I'm going to be admired. That's just who you are, type threes. You will find that success. But being able to rank those things and set that standard for yourself, so that way as you're growing your business and as you're growing personally, you're doing it according to your values and your principles and not being shifted from moment to moment. Because if everything's important, nothing is important right if everything's a priority nothing is a priority so uh, it's yep. really great in, in one understanding that threes that you're looking for that being valued right mm-hmm. being valuable being being admired being successful yeah. hey you define type threes what that looks like don't yep. let others solely define that you
0: have to be the leading voice in that and on top of that type threes your strength is being attractive you are already attractive you don't have to go above Naturally. and beyond to make your business to make your language to make your conversations more attractive you already are it's it's already there inside of you and everyone wants that it's the times when you try too hard for it that then you're becoming unattractive
1: oh that's so good yeah because threes they do naturally have that aura about them i love right. working side by side with threes right uh, for sure
0: right all right type two for me that's core good. desire being appreciated loved and wanted being appreciated loved and wanted and one thing that we haven't been hitting on we kind of have been generalizing this but i think with this core desire it's what you desire for yourself and a lot of what you're able to desire for yourself you give to others very freely and very easily and i think that's the other thing that you want to think about so being appreciated loved and wanted so Those are very strong words. And I think that everybody wants this, but when this is your core desire, that means that every interaction, every conversation, you're desiring that, hey, you're appreciated, you're loved, you're wanted, which can become demanding. It really can. It can become demanding on your employees and your clients. You might go a little bit above and beyond. It might be a little bit too much, could be a little bit overbearing, because you're wanting that so badly, right? At the end of the day, it does not matter what any of these people think of you, it matters what God thinks of you, first and foremost. So on the flip side of things, when you are, uh, this is your core desire, you're going to make people feel that way. So very quickly, so very instantly, you make people feel loved, you make people feel wanted and appreciated. So let that be your theme in your business. Let that be a core value of your business. Share that with your team. Let them know that passion and let them know that that's what you want for yourself as well. And apologize in advance for creating some of those demands on the rest of your people because no one can love others the way that you can.
1: Right. No, that's really great. And the type two, Will if you imagine this, how draining it would be. We all do this with our desire. If we expect the other person to meet this Mm. desire every time we have an interaction, Mm -hmm. well, we know that people are selfish, right? We know that people (laughs) are flawed. So we know that every interaction is not going to give us exactly what we wanted. So if we walk around carrying that expectation all day, that just becomes so exhausting. And that's something to understand, um, we're going to close out with the number one, the type one and their core desire, but then we're going to hit on some things that are valuable for all types. And one of those things is knowing that now that you know what that core desire is for your type and you know that you're subconsciously or consciously seeking it, one, yeah. you'll be able to able, able to identify it when you get it. So that way then mm-hmm. it can fill your tank. And two, then you'll understand that, hey, when you're not getting it, how can you work on healthy ways of achieving that? right? Yeah. Because you may be saying, say, as a type two, well, I want to be appreciated, loved and wanted. And I'm giving to my business, my business, my business, my business. When all along, maybe you should have been giving to your family.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll that's where that
1: appreciation is at. And, and just shifting that focus to say, you know what, this is where it really matters. So yeah. being able to, to identify that so you don't find yourself in an unhealthy place, because all of us if we continue to expect these things, then what's going to happen is we're going to find Mm ourselves in an unhealthy place. So this is a really great way of getting to and maintaining health.
0: No expectations. I like how you really made me wait until you got to my type. Like you said, all right, type one. And then you wanted to give a great monologue and just kind of build this anticipation. Give me my type, man. Come on, the people have been waiting. Let's go.
1: Type one, (laughs) the type one's core desire, having integrity, being good balanced, accurate, virtuous, and right. So, I mean, you all, you get to hear, the, the cool thing is, is, you know, we don't really have to touch too much on type ones and type eights because you constantly hear it in just the way Lamar and I react, right? Like even in yeah. the way that I said, hey, we're going to go in reverse with the numbers, right? <laughs> Lamar's thinking that's not right, right? But okay, <laughs> well, we'll figure it out because right is uh, subjective. And yeah. this is the point that uh, Lamar has, has, has just grown immensely from understanding yeah is that right is, there's not always, just because it's right in your eyes, does Mm -hmm. not mean it's right in everybody else's eyes. Now we're not Mm -hmm. talking about rules, we're not talking about laws, we're not talking about things that are black and white, but the type one believes that right is the way they see it, (laughs) period. (laughs) But when a type one grows and they become much more understanding of other personalities and of other Mm -hmm. people and those around them, then they understand that, hey, I don't have the corner on the truth market right? Mm -hmm. I am not the only source of what is right. I mean, and imagine again, walking around with that expectation of I have to be right, I have to make sure everything's right. That's that can lead you to a very unhealthy place. Because then you're setting yourself up for uh, a guaranteed stress or failure, because everyone else is not going to see that as right. Now, if you're the boss, you're the owner, you get to lay out the standards for what is right. Mm -hmm. But what I see with type ones in their business is they can become very micromanagey. Because Mm -hmm. they can become micromanagers because they want to put their hands in there and say, hey, I know I said to do it like this and I know I said to do it this way, but you also (laughs) missed out on that one thing. And that can become (laughs) so draining on people. So understand
0: that Uh, Heather, Alicia, if you guys are listening to this, I'm sorry. I don't (laughs) mean to do it
1: he's apologizing to his team now so good i think all of us uh all of us when we when you're listening to this podcast i think we should make it a weekly uh requirement when you listen to take this and apply it to your business and team apologize or bring something to the (laughs) the forefront that would that would alone grow your business seriously Uh, thank you for acknowledging that lamar that's that's mighty mighty big of you Mighty right, huh? It's right of me. Mighty right. See, but that's the thing, you know, what the one is, is understanding that, hey, you get to choose what right looks like. Mm-hmm. So right now, Lamar, you've really had a lot of growth uh, as a one. And I've seen this in many ones where they understand that right isn't mm-hmm. just my opinion, but right yeah. is actually seeking to understand. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then it helps to change the definition of what right looks like. Yep. So that way we can, you know, just really get the most out of our business and, and those
0: around us. Man, that was so fun going through all those different types. I love when we get the chance to to run the wheel and we're getting really quick at it too. We want to sum up the rest of this conversation by giving each and every one of your types one sentence. Please lock into this cuz this will be good for yourself and good for others around you if you know their types. Right. So, we're just going to say each type in one sentence and let's let that rest on your heart. Type 9, your presence matters. Type 8, you will not be betrayed.
1: Type seven, you will be taken care of.
0: Type six, you are safe and secure. Type five, your needs are not a problem. Type four, you are seen and loved for exactly who you are, special and unique.
1: Type three, you are loved for simply being you.
0: Type two, you are wanted and loved. Type one, and Lamar. You are good. (laughs) Appreciate it. Look, all those sentences are exactly the truth. And the reason why we can say that the truth is because Jesus did that for you already. When he died for your sins, he gave you exactly these core longings. He's done it for you. And if you haven't understood that yet, you got to find them. You got to. It's the only way that you're really going to satisfy that core longing. That's why it felt so good when we said those sentences to you because jesus did that for you and we can say that confidently
1: so true so good all of you i hope you were able to stop and hear that uh, we are all longing to hear those sentences according to our type and what we wanted to do for you today was give you that we wanted to let you have that, that as a gift To stop and rest in it whatever that sentence was for your type stop and rest in that for a moment and know that that's not something that you have to fight for as lamar said that's something that you've already achieved and since you've achieved that Through the victory that Jesus provided, now you can step forward into your purpose, into your business, into your ministry, into your family, everything else.
0: You are fighting from a place of victory, not for victory. Come on. All right. We only got so much time. Don't get us preaching now. Don't get us preaching now. Anyways, man, we love it. Thanks for that word, Keanu. Thanks. For, for introducing me to this Enneagram. It's been amazing being able to get the chance to talk through all these types. I hope that this has blessed your life. Keanu, how can people get more information? How do they get more Enneagram? How do they help the podcast?
1: First of all, some of you may not know your type. So if you don't know your type, you can find me on all social media, Keanu underscore Trujillo, And I have a link tree there that'll take you straight to a free assessment. Or you can email me info at truestrategy.info for a complimentary assessment to find your type and engage further. And rate the podcast, give us a review. If it's helpful, tell us what was helpful, but also tell us maybe some some ways that we can uh, better serve you. Maybe some topics we want to give you what you need, but share this first and foremost above all, share this. Someone on your team, someone in your circle, someone in your family needs to hear this. So share this. And we're just so happy to be here with all of you. Uh, We broke 200 listens this last week, and that's pretty cool. 200 plays, right? Uh, Do not despise humble beginnings, right? Because the (laughs) Lord will bless us. So we're thankful for each and every one of you. And it's just been another amazing episode. Thank you for spending some time with us.
0: Hey, man, this has been More Than Numbers, Enneagram for Entrepreneurs. I'm Lamar Braddon, along with the Enneagram coach for professionals, Keanu Trujillo.